welcome to another episode of Nightmare Cinema. John, say it. Get it out of the way. Eventually. Look, even go. Benson's fallen asleep. He's he was wide ev- awake a minute ago. He has ago. to say that every time. I really like theme. our theme. He was awake and now he's asleep. <laughs> that's because he's a dog. He sleeps most of the day. No, it's because he's bloody bored. Oh, Not that it's a bad thing. How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm fine. I'm Good. I'm a okay. How has your week been since we last sort of got together? Um, drunk. I went to Berlin, didn't I? Oh God! Yeah, so you did. I partied hard in the German capital. Is that the German capital or is it Munich? It's Berlin, isn't it? Yeah, it's Berlin. I have no idea, John. In the German capital. Yeah, it was good. Oh, well, fabulous. Uh, what was that for? Was that for a That's for stag? One of our most avid listeners, stag do, Mr. Michael Gilligan. Aww. Hello, Mike. Hello, Hello Mike. Well. Hope you had a nice stag do. It was good. Did you get up to any debauchery that you cared to tell us about? No, or? I, was too, I was too drunk. Oh, right. Found an amazing bar that I haven't mentioned once since I got back. Oh, right, to, okay. To anyone that had listened, including passers-by in the street. It's great. Okay, so anyway, let's move on. <laughs> if you can tell me about it, if you want to, John. No, because we've wasted enough time listening to your bloody theme tune. Oh, right, okay. Well, I'm glad anyway, because... We've only got 20 me. minutes left now. <laughs> Shut up. Of my life. Shut up. Horrible news. So... <laughs> so loud, them. <laughs> Fantastic, and I'm glad that they scare people, John. Like that really makes people, my day. One or two is 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 something, but I'm just I should just clarify. I've had a few kind of, shall we say, police, in in inform in, informs whatever. People have told me that they uh, his little weird bits are too loud. His weird bits are too loud, but so are the segment <laughs> thing. And he doesn't seem to think it's a problem, and I do, because I listen to them and they're too loud for me as well. Vindication uh, well, comes I in many forms. I listen to them as well. Like, they don't just play in silence on my end. I don't think... That, I think you're Nothing all just... Nothing plays in silence on your end. I think... <laughs> 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 I think... <laughs> I think you're all just far too sensitive. Little snowflakes, as the right-wing people would say. Um, so... This <laughs> news, I know we've spoke a lot about Scream 6, and I'm sorry about that, but it's a massive thing for me, Scream. It's it's one of my favourite franchises, and I think, you know, the, the biggest news that we've had this week is that um, Neve Campbell is not going to be returning for Scream 6. Do you care, John? I care more about Amoeba on Saturn than I do about that. Right. I think we mentioned that last week, and it doesn't matter now, because let it go. It's okay. okay, sure. It's not so your fault. She's <laughs> she's not coming back because she didn't think the pay was reflective of her contribution um, to the franchise. And do you know what? Fucking good on her. Absolutely what? good on her. She, in the last film, she stood there and looked shocked for a bit and then said some things in the last few moments. I mean... First one, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, do you know what? I'm not doing this again. I'm not well, doing this again. You've got to. The first three, yes. And I agree with you. She didn't do much in the fourth one. But I sort of think that, looking from people's reactions now, saying, well, I'm not going to watch number six. Okay, cut your nose off to spite your face if you want. But um, is that the backlash that they would have had in five if they didn't include her? Um, I felt like they had to include her in some way. I felt they didn't need her. They didn't need Courtney Cox. They didn't need David Arquette. 
um, it should have just been a brand new sort of set of people. Anyway, um, but filming on the back of this news, filming has been delayed until later this week or next week now, um, which sort of indicates to me that they're either doing some really sharpish rewrites of the script or they are out to, to get her. Um, and I don't mean like hitting her, as in like, um, what is it? Not hitting her, John. What am I trying to say? Soprano speak. Clipping her. Clipping her. <laughs> Not going to clip her because she won't return. I feel like they're going to go after her in terms of what can we do to settle this and resolve this. So that sort of makes me think, is she a bigger part than she would have, than 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 we think she, she's got? I, I don't know. I don't know. But she's all about protecting the character, so I don't think they would have killed um, her off either you way. You know, I can, I can see us too in like three months sat on a marriage counsellor's couch with our backs to each other, still talking about Scream. Because <laughs> it's just, it's, it's let it go. There's so many other things in the world other don't, than the Scream films. Of course there is, but it's like massive news and that's the point of this part. Nah. Well, did, did you dig up any news? Yes, I did. Go for it. Watch how much of this isn't to do, isn't to do with Sadie the Jacklin, isn't to do with Scream, right? Poltergeist turns forty years old this year, and apparently it's getting a cinema release, and I'm gonna go and see it because it is a fucking gift that film, and it doesn't get the attention it deserves. It's fantastic. Anyone out there with an even passing interest in horror films, which you will have because you're listening to this, these two tits argue about them all day. Go and see it. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. It's fantastic. Do you want another bit of news that isn't about Scream? I mean, go, absolutely go for it. I mean, I love, 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 love the Poltergeist film. Just the first... Well, the, the others are okay. second one's the really one, good. The third is not the greatest. Yeah. The, the, the first one is just a, it's, it's just, a, it's just a gift. My second bit of non-Scream-related news is Pennywise, the story of it, is coming out on July the 26th. Um, it's the, I believe my 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 sources tell me that it is the story of the first film, and the shenanigans that went on during the making of that. It's not the best film in the world, but we all love it. <laughs> Hold on, so it's like a documentary. A documentary, oh, July right, okay. the twenty sixth. Okay. About the making of it, I don't. I I'm pretty sure it's it's the first one. Like the um, miniseries one from back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I, I don't know if it's the backstory of the film or the clown or everything in between. I do believe it may have been a kind of featurette on the Blu-ray for the films that have just come out. Because, oh, that's exciting. Because they're not very good, they've released it as a second entity sort of thing. Yeah, because no one bought the Blu-rays. Yeah. If, 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 if you think that, maybe not the first one, the first one is passable, but the second one, nope, not even talking about it. Um, yeah. Do you want to know another bit of non-screen related news? Yeah, go for it. There's a theme arising here. <laughs> um, did you hear what happened with the film, I, the, my aforementioned film Dashcam in the previous episode? I did, over the view cinemas, refusing yeah. to, yeah. Well, apparently that's a pile of bollocks. Oh. I'll just give people some context. Uh, the director said that Dashcam had been pulled from the cinemas because it's too offensive and uh, it's insensitive and it may offend people going to see it, so they've pulled it. Personally, I don't know why they'd do that 
because there's been far worse, more offensive films shown. I think it's a kind of marketing ploy by the by the director. And if it is, he's a fucking genius. <laughs> he really I know, because there was absolute uproar, wasn't there? Yeah. So now he's, he's, he's got the word out there to 100% more people. So good on you, Rob Savage. I hope it is. All this, I'm, and I'm going to see it twice now because of that. <laughs> and, and, and it best be offensive. It best had. It best um, had. Yeah, but like, the the view have said it's it's we haven't pulled it whatsoever. I don't even know where they've got this from. But it was already in the news, so it was job done. Genius, my friend. Mm. Genius. Do you want to know my final bit of non-screen related Absolutely, news? Absolutely, John. I'm very excited for what you're telling me already. Yeah, my last piece of non-screen related news, again, again, is. Um, I was trolling the annals of the internet and I found a delightful Argentinian number called Welcome to Hell, but Spanish title. And um, I'll just read out a blurb very quickly and you'll understand why I was drawn to this heady romp. Um, Desperate to escape the dangerous and deadly leader of a satanic death metal band, mother-to-be Lucia, Lucia, I'm going to say, moves to a remote cabin in a forest with her grandmother. Though safe in her surroundings, she is haunted by the memory and knows he will stop at nothing to track her down. I wonder why I like that. I watched, I watched the um, the trailer, and it was within three seconds of it. There was fire. There was death metal. There was a, two people screaming. There was someone licking a knife, and there was a little <laughs> bit of skin on skin action. Oh, sold. <laughs> Guilty. So yeah, I mean, it's probably only me that's gonna like that, but that's the kind of thing that we need. Forgive me, Scream has done its job. Now we need little films like this to save us from the Marvel Empire. Well, Carry on. I I mean, completely agree. I think I'll definitely check that out. So send over the info. I will. Thank you, my dear. Um. Okay. So that, that concludes non-screaming non-screaming non-scream news this week even though it had a lot of scream in it that concludes let's try not to mention it for the rest of the podcast though, sure pound that, in the box if you do okay that concludes our news <laughs> scream or otherwise pound in the box oh shit <laughs> nothing wrong with that absolutely well, perfect people are jumping fucking hell <laughs> Right, horror news, horror cinema news or whatever. Um, there is uh, the aforementioned dash cam is out in cinemas. Go and check it out. Go and see it twice. Tell me if it's offensive. Is it out already? It's come out this week. It's coming out this week. Okay. So when it comes out, line up outside, protest it. Do a father said pro down with this sort of thing. Careful now. Um, and another one that I'm very excited about and at the same time a little bit wary of that's coming out this week is the return of the one and only Mr. David Cronenberg um, who has a film called Crimes of the Future which is probably nothing to do with crimes or the future or of and the if I'm completely honest with it it's probably to do <laughs> with more like watching two seals fuck or something like that oh um, it's not for the Disclaimer, it's not about that. It's just that was just my analogy of a David Cronenberg film. Um, I will attempt to describe what this is about now. Please bear with me. <sighs> Humans adapt to a synthetic environment with a new transformations and mu- mutations. 
with his partner Caprice Sol Tensa, a celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of, meta, metamorphosis of his organs in avant-garde performances. So what that's got to do with crimes or the future, I have no idea. And to be quite honest, it was probably closer to Seal's fucking than it was to that. Mm. But it's Mr. Cronenberg. We love Mr. Cronenberg. He's very good and he's a bit weird and I like him a lot. So go and see that as well. Uh, that's not sold that to me at all. David Cronenberg? Yeah, still not it's named sold after it to a me. beer, spelled differently. Still not sold it to me. What also didn't get sold to me very well was a film called Men, who was written and who was written, who which was written by <laughs> written and directed by Alex Garland. Um, Surprising, really. It sounds really up your street. And it's <laughs> and it's really, really not, John. Um, so it stars Jesse Buckley, um, and well, Ro- th- whoa, hold, wait, the Jesse Buckley. I'll have you know, Je- just Jesse Buckley. Full title, the just, Jesse Buckley. I'll stop you there because once you see this film, I think you'll think otherwise. Jesse Buckley and Rory K- is a Kinnear. I never know how to say his name. Yeah. Um, so Rory Kinnear plays pretty much every single man in the film, um, or every single man in the film has his face. So this film. It has a, a sort of a good setup within the first 10, 15 minutes, 10 minutes even. Nothing happens for a lot of the bulk of the film, but not in that way, like in The Exorcist or Alien, where it's actual tension that's rising. It's not. It's just boring. And then when the shit all hits the fan, it's very very awful <laughs> John and that's that's the technical term for a bad film is very very awful um, I feel like this film thinks it's fucking the patriarchy when actually what it's doing is bumming it very gently while the patriarchy sleeps um, it's not not a good film it doesn't do what it thinks it's doing it doesn't do anything for me at all there is this really weird birthing scene at the end where each of the men all played by Rory Kinnear sort of give birth to each other and I sort of get it like it's saying that man begats man begats evil how did they give birth to exactly John because men don't have vaginas however Alex Garland creates a male vagina for all of those things to come from um it's not a great film and that's pretty much all I've got to say about that. There are some sort of like biblical references. There are some references to um, sort of like earth religions from back in the day, like the old man of the forest and all that sort of stuff. But it's awful. Absolutely awful. I wanted to leave before the halfway point. Um, and it was only for the fact that I do this podcast about horror films that I thought, well, you sort of need to stay <laughs> and see this through. Um you might not enjoy my wrong turn review then. Well, we'll see. We'll see, John. I think, in fact, I think we should get on to that now. Okay. Well, yeah, so I don't think there's anything other than what, you know, what you've already stated is, is coming up in the in the cinema. So let us yeah. move on. Don't go and see Men. It was shite. Although, if you have We're seen Men... this for years. <laughs> if you have seen Men and you think differently, then let us know. Let us know. And then I will fight you. Okay. Fuck off! <laughs> okay, sorry about that. It, I I know it's coming and it still makes me junk. 
Okay, so the, right. the first film that we chose for this this week's screaming service is His House. Um, so I'm gonna, John, I'm gonna hand over to you. What is His House about, and what were your views on this? I I genuinely didn't mind it, but what I shall do is I shall bring up the official description of it because I I have many strengths in the world. Um, unfortunately, and it becomes a bit of a flaw when you're trying to sell your own films, talking about plots of films is not one of them. So, right, here is the blurb from IMDb, so no one can blame me. Um, a refugee couple makes a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, but they but then they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town where there's an evil lurking an evil lurking beneath the surface. I was reading that and then they got it fucking wrong. Brilliant. <laughs> what a start. Right. Do you know what? I didn't mind this at all. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked it a lot. I thought it was very a la mode. I thought it was very kind of politically charged mm. and I thought it was very socially charged. I liked pretty much all of the performances and above all it scared the fuck out of me I I remember texting you while this was on and I remember going if you go to bed I'm going to have to turn this off and you went to bed and I turned it off (laughs) I got back to it the next day in the daylight but my god the first 30 minutes of this is some of the creepiest things you'll ever see it just builds and it builds and it builds and it's 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 because it's about something that none of us really understand and it's 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 something that most people really are scared of foreigners mm. well do you know i was i was i sort of agree with you to to an extent i think this was a fairly good film i felt like it was a little bit too long and a part i don't think enough was happening to keep the tension of the story going that's just my view. However, I do feel, like you say, it is really politically and socially charged. And I was so, so glad that they addressed the issue of racism between black people. Um, it wasn't just... In fact, I didn't see any direct racism from a white person to a black person in this film. What I saw was um, our, our heroine go and speaking to, you know young black people who she thinks I'm going to be safe with these because she doesn't ask the white boy for directions. She asks these three black boys for directions. Yeah. And what they, what do they do? They tell her the wrong way. They tell her to go back to wherever it was that they come from. The only accept English around there. And I thought that was a really interesting take because... We see it a lot of the a lot of the time now, where you know, it racism is is white people onto another race. You never yeah, really see it. That's what I mean by foreign. Mm. That's what I mean. It's like it. It you can you can probably be like the same. I fucking hate talking about but the same kind of skin tone. Mm-hmm. But if you're from a different country, mm. that, that that's all that matters now. And you've got. A huge thing beginning with B to 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 to, uh, to answer for that. It's also cost me four hundred billion pounds for my new passport. So thanks everyone for that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that was good. Um, but that's that that was at the crux of it, and and it's got. I mean, it's not the best film you'll ever see, but it's 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 a decent effort. I I I like I liked it. I liked what it was trying to do, and I admired it, mm-hmm. and I. 
if it was in a bar, I'd buy it a pint and I'd sit down and talk to it. <laughs> I, I, I really, really liked it. There was bits of it, I, like, towards the end when it was all starting to kick off, it was a bit, oh, here come the cliches. But I didn't care by then because it had done its job. Mm. My bowels had... Opened. Furiously. Opened all <laughs> Mate, it was... I, I'd hit the ceiling at one point with it. It was... It was Anything, right? Any film where someone looks through a crack in the wall, I'm going home. I'm not. I'm not staying for that. And and it's like it was that, and it was building and building and built. Oh God, it was it was it was so well made. It was it was it was really really. I I really admired it. Uh, again, is it the best film you've ever seen? Nah, no. But it's honest. And it had a, yeah, and, it, and it, it's a plucky plucky underdog. I think the performances were really, really good, really strong performances um, from, from you know, the, the two leads, absolutely. I really like the fact that this was not a standard haunted house story. This was like something that, you know, these people were from Sudan and what we were experiencing with them was something yeah. from Sudan. Yeah. And I, I was, kind of like that. Yeah, and it was this, this un, unseen darkness that they brought with them that mm. they're trying to run from but they bring it with them I thought it was in a, a brilliant narrative on not, on not even just brought with them it's it's from something that they themselves had caused yeah. and you, you don't I mean I'm not going to spoil that because it sort of surprised me when we got to that point in the story um, where we have that flashback to Sudan I was like wow wow people will really do anything to get out yeah. of those situations which we, we yeah. you know we sort of knew anyway um, but ultimately I do think it relied a lot on jump scares a lot on jump scares um, and uh, the, the story is a good story I don't feel like it, it just didn't hit the mark with me where I walked away and remembered it. And in fact, I spent yesterday and today thinking, what was that other film that we watched for this section? <laughs> so it just didn't leave a lasting impression with me, unfortunately. And that's, I don't know. I don't know what it is about the film that just didn't hit the mark with me. I just don't think it was scary enough or memorable enough. But now I'm talking about it. Obviously, there's, there's like bits and pieces that I really did enjoy and I'm not taking anything away from the film at all. I think it was a really, really good effort. Effort? But it just, just did not hit the mark with me, unfortunately. Well, I admire its balls. Yeah, and... The, yeah. yeah, and the, there's a lot of... There's a lot of that. A lot of that, there really is. But I don't know, John, it just... By the time we got to the end, I was like, for fuck's sake, just just finish, just finish. It was a bit long, but it, it did make up for it by having the guy from Gangs of uh, London in it. So, when you got bored, you could just think of all of the episodes of Gangs of London to fill in the blanks, and that makes everything better. Right. Fabulous. Have you ever seen Gangs of London again, as well? It's not a horror, but it's fucking brilliant, so go and watch that as well. <laughs> God, I'm full of advice today. So, what are you Consumer rating Consumer advice. <laughs> what are you rating this then? Uh, it's it's popcorn. It's most definitely popcorn. Mm. It, I think everyone should uh, watch it, form their own opinion, and then probably argue with me. Yeah. Okay. I'd agree with you. I would say it was yeah. it was safe for popcorn for sure. It's not shit. It's not shit. Um, shall we move on? Yes. What was next, John? <gasps> um, the remake. Reforging, recompiling of wrong Ted ten. Um, 
Well done. Where where does one begin? Where does one begin, John? Because let's just cast our minds back. I think the original film was out in 2003. Yeah. I think. Um, So I'm just thinking, casting my mind back to what this was like. So Buffy had just ended... Eliza Dushku was was Faith and Buffy at the time. So she'd moved off from that. She'd done a TV series that sort of ended and then this film came out. Um, at Wrong Turn, the original Wrong Turn. And I was just blown away by seeing her play a completely different role. Um, and I thought the film was just, was good. I mean, I'm casting my mind back because I can't truly remember it properly, but I didn't think it... I don't remember feeling like it was that scary, but I did think it was a good idea and a good, fun, fun film. Yeah, it it was. And then this film is written and direct... Written, at least, by the the person who wrote the original film. So I found this really strange, like... you. This didn't have to be a wrong-turn film. It didn't have to be a wrong-turn remake this could have been just a completely different film. In fact, they don't even take a wrong turn. They just go for a walk. Like, yeah. there's nothing... There's, well, there's, there's, there's seven people who have seen it, um, <laughs> I imagine, and two of them are us, um, <laughs> w- probably thought the same thing and then went, like, imagine if it didn't have the... They only watched it because of the wrong turn title. Yeah. Because that's the only reason that we watched it. Yeah. So if it wasn't called wrong turn, it'd just be called... It, it wouldn't even exist because no one would watch it. Um, but see the thing is I don't think that it's a truly terrible film I think that get out if they (laughs) didn't try to relate it to wrong turn and they just truly saw the vision of these people getting lost in the woods and this um, cult called the foundation were living there and horrible things happened I, I I don't feel like that that would be a bad film and I think they would have had a bit more opportunity to flex their creative muscles and make it a, a better film if they didn't think of it as a wrong turn because it's not i'm just gonna stop you there okay and i'm gonna say sit back go on because and prepare I'm ready. for this i'm just gonna have a sip of water that's not water I know, but I want to sound healthy while we're on the podcast, John. Fuck it. It was gin. It was full on gin. gin. (laughs) Drank it from the bottle as well. Oh my god. It's come red now as well. It was it. Right. Okay. Prepare yourself. Get ready. This film was on, and I will tell you what I learned while this film was on. I learned that the good home black black charcoal barbecue now has an optional front vent on it. I learned that the Natrona. Is a class leader because it's a, it's a efficient cylinder design, and uh, but however, I learned that both of these were eclipsed by the Weber Performer G, GBS mainly because it benefits from an above and below vents and has an unmatched cleaning system. Do you know why? Because it was on, and I was looking at barbecues on the BMQ website because this film is shocking, fucking shocking. Silence, right. I feel like this podcast is becoming a, 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 a bit of a practical joke. If Ant and Deck popped out now, I mean, they wouldn't be welcome here, but if they popped out and said, like, well, what's that dude who does that punk program? If he popped out and went, right, we've got you, that would all make sense because every every week we seem to be reviewing films that just progressively get worse and more pathetic as they go along. This... This isn't even a film to me. This is something that someone farted into existence. Like that awful fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake thing. 
they're trying to make oh they're actually trying to make inoffensive family friendly horror and it's like every time someone died they'd stop and talk about all of the diverse things about them for the first like three deaths that's what he would have wanted that's the way his religion like fuck off just kill him and move on fuck off you can't you, you cannot make a horror film that's sensitive you can't do it you can make sensitive characters within that horror film but you cannot make a sensitive horror film because you lose everything about it it's about the darkness within man and what they are horrible shit that we do to each other most of them are get ghost stories and all that but it's about the horrible shit that can happen to people and you can't have this i'm gonna say it i don't want to say it but i'll say it the snowflakey attitude <laughs> in there because you watch it and they're the people that most of the audience who go and see these films want to die first they go they go card marked i hope you go in a horrible i hope you go into a mincer well I'm, sort I hope of, you I'm glad that you mentioned that because i was thinking the other day and this wasn't my reaction but I was just thinking because of the way it was introduced, whether people think this, because they're in a bar and that guy comes over and goes, you've never done an honest day of work in your life, blah, blah, blah. And then the girl goes, well, actually, my friend's this, she's a doctor, oh. blah, 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 and I make coffee. And I was thinking, are we as humans, do we want to see people who are being successful, do we want to see them toppled? Like, is that the reason why the writer has decided to do it? Or am I just sort of putting that out there myself or I, I just I don't fully understand the piece of the conversation and I don't fully understand why there needed to be um two gay people in there because nothing came of that um if it was I, get, I understand why initially why they introduced two gay characters and a white girl who has a black boyfriend because of where they were but nothing came of either of those things. Yeah, it was just, it was like, it was like the studio had said to them, I want this to be as diverse as possible. And they've gone, okay. And they've just made, put a diversity quota in it without writing anything about it into the story. Mm. I think, but the, the one thing, you can have success characters, you run vegan juice companies and um, ethical coffee i don't care about any of that I, i'm made up if you want to do that but just make them likable mm. none of these were likable absolutely none of them were likable in any way even matthew modine who phoned in that performance in between episodes of stranger things just was like can i go now I've got to be on set in two minutes david harbour's waiting for me i'm making like, something real in the other lot so i've got yeah. to go <laughs> and on, honestly this it as as as, as in, i mean Wrong Turn, the original Wrong Turn, had, it was the cliched kids running through the woods, mm -hmm. things chasing them. What, there is nothing wrong with that to me. But what it did was, it took the kids running through the woods, cliche, and added something else to it. It added the hills have eyes to it. Go for it. Entertain me. Do it. This took the name of a film that was good 20 years ago merged it with The Last House on the Left, Tomb Raider and Midsommar. All, I mean, one out of three of those is actually credible to me. And made something that even even its own mother would disown. Mm. 
The Wrong Ten film from 2003 has gone, I want nothing to do with you. This is not my son. This is not my child. And that's got seven <laughs> other kids who are all shit. This one is the worst the worst one because it's not a Wrong Ten film. It's a, it's a film that steals the name off something else and pretends to be something it's not. It was so weird watching it. I felt like I was in a parallel dimension. It was like... Maybe it was because I just wanted to watch Stranger Things because every time I saw Matthew Modine, I was like, why am I watching this? And do you know what? I could be watching Stranger Things. Yeah, and do you know what? I turned it off halfway through and I was going to text you and say, I can't finish this. I eventually got through with it. Half an hour before we started this. I'm impressed. So what did you think of the end? I thought it was bollocks. It's Mm. just... It's all just bollocks. It's just... It was just silly. It was just... it It was a bunch of... It was a bunch of people thinking that they're clever, thinking that they're making something good, and it's just not. Mm. And people, people can't get jobs because of this. People can't get better films funded. And it, take it back to that. What did we call it? Silver Scream, whatever we called it, where the, where we were talking about films coming out. You have to trawl. You have to search for things coming up. This, this, it's a drought. It's a horror. It's a good horror film drought. Mm. While Netflix and the other one and the other one wank this shit into existence and good writers are suffering good directors are suffering young kids who just want to go they just want to go with it and they'll do better than this it's insulting I want an apology I want an apology from these people now and I'm I'm going do you know what I'm going to do now from now on don't roll your eyes at me from now on, if the film doesn't get me in 15 minutes, I'm turning it off because I've had enough of this now. Or we're going to watch good films. I'm going to just come in and say, do you know I was supposed to watch Revenge of the Lamp Monster? I didn't. I watched The Exorcist instead. We're going to talk about that because I've had enough of this now. See, I don't think... I don't think that... The, the way that you're reacting is very extreme. I don't feel like it was that bad of a film. Um, I don't think it was a wrong turn. And I feel like the end scenes are like, oh, we've got a bit of budget left. What can we just tack on to this to make it a little bit more fun and edgy and exciting? Yeah. It didn't come off, That ending, if, if, if that was the case, what they did was they said, we've got a bit of budget left. Let's all pocket that and do something that's really easy. Mm. Bollocks. Hated it. Hated it with an undying passion. Mm. I'm going to watch Wrong Turn tonight now. Yeah, well, I do, I do feel, I do feel like I need to watch Wrong Turn, and it was dead interesting that you said it's like Tomb Raider because when I watched it the first time, I was like, this is like the two thousand and thirteen Tomb Raider game where she's like, it's basically a survival game, isn't it? Really, um, it it was so much like that, like it was so strange, um, but yeah, not 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 the best film. I don't think it's as bad as as you think it is. That's Um, because you've gone soft. I've not gone soft. Stop smiling then and treat it for what it is. Well, I still think Jamie Lee Gates is a cunt, like. I oh, bet she's involved with this somewhere, somewhere along the yeah. line. My my last in my idiot sheet here, right? I've I've written I've to, to sum up pile of shite, oh. and it is, and I've had enough of it now. Let's so move on. Dare I ask what you? <laughs> Class, Doesn't even deserve categorization. <laughs> it's just shit. It deserves being a bin. So, it deserves to be in a bin with an entire troop of clowns pooing on it. 
Right. One at a time, tagging out. <laughs> I hated it. I hate. What was the one we did last week? What was the one that upset me last week? I can't remember, but you get upset a lot lately. It's. Do you know what it is? It's not that I'm. I'm, I'm upset that. Well, it is a bit of a because they're making terrible films. It's because I know people who can do better than this. I know me, I can do better than this. I know you who can write better than this. And we're not getting a break. We're not getting a chance because somebody's fucking distant cousin is getting nepotized into existence and getting a shot at the championship and falling on his arse. He'll, he'll get a friggin' scream film next, Panda the Box. Like... Uh, it, that's that's what insults me. It's not so much that these films are being made. It is, but it's the fact that good filmmakers with good ideas and original ideas are getting turned away. The the, the next ten franchises, the next ten legendary franchises are getting turned away because these kids are just not getting a chance. I say kids, I mean me as well. Mm -hmm. But that's that's what does me head in and crap, crap like this. If you gave it a budget of about twenty grand and see what they do, then you can do. Um, Walking, hiking, never hike alone. Mm. You just do stuff like that for twenty grand. This is this is a budget of millions, and it's, it's, it's just it, uh, move on. Just move it's on. not great. Okay, so I'm going to say that you've classified that as certified nightmare. Then we've not had one of them in a while. I think the last one was, wasn't it? Oh no, it wasn't. No. After all my ranting, it was um, it was popcorn, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I feel it was. I feel like even I would stay for the popcorn for this. Maybe I am going soft. Well. There's a good time to change. I don't like Join this. us. Join I don't us, like Luke. This. I, no, I don't like this. We used to have, like, really definitive, like, yeah, no. I can't Because you're this. happy in your life now? Yeah, but... Actually, so am I, but horror I'm not films, happy about this. <laughs> horror films still make me angry because of how rubbish they are. Like, um, I need to rewatch Men again, only to fully understand the terribleness of it. Um, but, yeah, okay, I, okay. See, that one wasn't very loud, was it? No, that's because it whispers, that one. It does whisper. Um, okay. Instead, can I just say first, if, if Weber, if you're listening, like, and you want to sponsor Nightmare Cinema, um, get in touch. Um, I will take a Weber Performer GBS off your hands because it's a class leader again. <laughs> oh, dear God. So, um, the next... Oh, yes, we get to talk about something good now, actually. The next thing we're talking about is obviously Nightmare TV, and this time we are talking about The X-Files 1997 episode entitled Home. Um, so, basically, the remains of a murdered, deformed baby are found um, on a field by... On the property of a family of murderous, inbred, animal-like brothers living on a secluded farm in a remote section of Pennsylvania in a little town called Home. So this episode is one of the seminal X-Files episodes, which is very unusual because it is a Monster of the Week standalone story completely unrelated to the massive mythology of the series. Um... And this was written by the brother of one of the people who absolutely helped to murder the X-Files, Glenn Morgan. His brother is Darren Morgan. He's an absolute turd. Um, 
this is one of my favourite episodes of, of The X-Files. It's the first one that ever had a viewer warning um, for sort of like content and stuff. Um, and it is quite scary. What did you think of this? What Have you seen this episode before? Oh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen it all, mate. Um, yeah. not, like, seen it seen, all. I've seen it all. I've seen the one. <laughs> I mean, I've all. seen all The X-Files. I mean, I... I never. I, I remember saying to you a few years ago. I never actually gave the X Files credit mm. because I firmly believed that this was the first bingeable TV box set, mm. like in the form that we have now. I think this was the, the the real catalyst for everything that we've got now. I believe this is like this is well. It's not. I believe it's a fact. This is the golden age of of, of television now with the, with the things that you got. I think it all came from this. I really mm. do. Um, I remember I was in school when this was, mm. this is how far back this goes. Not that I'm old, that old. Not at all. Not at all. Um, <clears throat> and I remember, um, I don't think I was in school when this one came on. I think I left season three, four, but it was still talked about around the mm. college and stuff. And I remember watching this and I remember being absolutely fucking terrified of it. Mm. I just thought, how can a TV series have this, like, be this good? It was like a horror film. Mm. I was like, this isn't, because back, back then we had TV, which was, Neighbours and Home and Away, and that was it. That was the only <laughs> TV we had, and we had to go out and find entertainment then. We mm. try and do that now. Gen Z Fox. Joke, joke, joke. Um, um, but, like, I remember watching it and thinking, this is this is a bit... Is this... Is this is, is TV gone too far? Um, and, I'm, and then, obviously, I forgot about it because I went and got drunk for 20-odd years. But watching it again when I am... Um, for the benefit of Lee Williams, who loves this phrase, film aware. Um, <laughs> it's it's just it's just fantastic. It's just a celebration of of everything that is is great about horror and storytelling. And it, it, what what it's done is it's took it's taken these two beloved characters and put them right in the middle of this of, of every good eighties horror for eighties nineties horror film that there is. And it, it's 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 just brilliantly done. I mean, we, we all know it's excellent. We all know it's it's a classic. It's a it's a it's a staple of like TV life. But sometimes even what you know to be good will still shock you and surprise you. And this 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 it's, it's still to this day it still stands the test of time. It's harrowingly horrible, like turn away horrible in some points um, but because our friends are there we feel that little bit safer so we can carry on and it's just masterfully done it's just it's fantastic mm. it's just fantastic and it's certainly better than Wrong Turn it's certainly better than Wrong Turn um, yeah I I've got like weirdly like just fun memories of this episode let me guess let me guess did you watch it with your nan <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, I've, yeah, I've just got really fond memories of this because I remember being so scared of what... I mean, sort of some of it I didn't really understand at the time because I was quite young. Um, but uh, I, I remember being genuinely terrified of this, of of the ma living under the bed. Um, 
I don't know, like this this episode still sort of haunts like some of my my, my mates, like J- Jenny and Helen. Um, like whenever I ask them, like, what's the scariest thing you've seen on telly or what's your favourite episode of whatever, they always refer to this, the X-Files home. And it, it, it genuinely is, it g- genuinely, genuinely is one of the scariest things I've seen on TV. Mrs. Peacock is terrifying and just... There's always something creepy about playing a 50s, 60s song in modern TV. There there just is. There's something about it that is creepy. And then to finish on that song as well with the mum in... (laughs) The mum's in the car boot with a lover slash son. Um, And she's talking to him about, like, they have to create a new family and find a new home. It was sort of like... I love that about the X-Files because they took those opportunities to not resolve things. Yeah. And a lot of them, a lot of the, well, there's quite a few X-Files episodes that got sequels to those stories a lot later on. Um, And this, unfortunately, is one of those ones that didn't, um, didn't get a sequel. Now, I remember when they brought out season 10 and 11, the absolute garbage that it was. Thank you very much for that. There was an episode called Home Again. And I was like, oh my God, this is about the peacocks. I'm excited after what you've delivered to me already. And it wasn't. It wasn't even related <laughs> at all in any way. Um, Made you watch it though, didn't it? It did. Make, well, I was going to watch it anyway because it's the X-Files, even though I was pan banging my heads with bloody pans because it was truly awful. Um, and the, the, I don't know if you know, but there was like a sister show to this called Millennium. I didn't know that, that was yeah. to do with this. Well, with Lance. It, it didn't start as as um it like people describe it now as like a spin-off, but it wasn't at the time. It was conceived as its own thing. But there are sort of like little hints that the they're in um throughout Millennium, there's the sort of like hints that they're in like the same sort of universe. Like there's a scene where um Frank is, is, is walking down a corridor and you see people that look like Mulder and Scully in the background because they're in the J. Edgar Hoover building. But then there's an episode of like Millennium was cancelled um after three seasons. And then there's an episode of the X-Files later on called Millennium and it's about the Millennium and it's about wrapping up that story, which I thought was cool. But um, anyway, there was an, <laughs> they wanted, because Millennium wasn't doing very well in terms of the ratings, they wanted to do a crossover a lot earlier on and bring the Peacock family into Millennium. They thought it might sort of boost Millennium ratings, but uh, Fox TV didn't go for it, unfortunately. Yeah, the amount of crap that it got, like the amount mm. of complaints that it got, I I mean, I, I can't... I understand why they didn't go back to it, but I don't agree with it because, you know, and I'm like... If if something gets like complaints and 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 causes controversy, mm. I want more. It's as simple as that. And yeah, it's fa- It's just it's ju- it's just fantastic. This mm. any any anything that you can see the inspiration behind it, and you can see it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hills of Eyes. Oh God, all all of them. Every every eighties slasher film there is. Um, massive Wes Craven influences in it. It's it's just it's just brilliant. It's ju- it's I love it. I love. I'm gonna watch it again later. So do you know, um, a lot of the inspiration for this story came from the writers reading Charlie Chaplin's autobiography. <laughs> so what? <laughs> so he was he was sort of like um, touring with a British theatre thing, um, 
and he I think it was in Wales um, and he stayed in with it with his family um, and the family took him upstairs to meet their son and they pulled him out from under the bed um, he was a quadruple amputee um, and it, the book sort of describes the son as flopping around which is absolutely awful way of, of sort of putting it while the family sort of sang and danced and Charlie Chaplin obviously thought this is fucking weird mate um, and then that's sort of been an inspiration for, for this story which was I didn't know Charlie Chaplin was from Kirby <laughs> well no because he would have been touring Kirby wouldn't he it was, it was somewhere in Wales um, but why you'd keep your son under the bed I, I just don't know um, but hey ho Hey ho. But I'm glad that you know, I'm so glad that you like this, John, because um, I was a bit nervous about how this was going to go, if I'm honest with you. Oh, no, it's fantastic. I mean, m- most of the um, the X Files episodes are brilliant. Like, it's just, it's so. I, I've i told you this before. I remember being in a pub when you cursed into it. your wine. <laughs> and you, and, and I, I actually get tired of the conspiracy stuff. Mm hmm. I like the Monster of the Week feel to it. I loved the first three seasons where that was kind of front and centre um, before it all started coming together. Um, I loved them. I, I loved them all. Like, mm. well, most of them. Some of them are a bit duff. But yeah, most of them were really good. Most of them are excellent and I love them all. It, it is such a shame, sort of like, what happened to the X-Files and... You know, a lot of like people who are fans blame various people. Like they blame David Duchovny, um, Jamie they blame, Lee Curtis. They blame Jamie Lee Curtis, Gillian Anderson. But ultimately, I think the the person who ruined this was its creator, and it was Chris Carter, um, because he began the X Files as he says it himself. These are his words: something to scare your pants off. That was what he wanted, and that's what he got, and that's what he delivered for a while. And then slowly over time, we introduced these stupid episodes that only American people find funny or cute. And it's it's that thing, John, where I always say a horror film should not be funny. It is a horror film, and that's what they did with with the X Files. And slowly, slowly over time. It just got worse and worse, culminating in season eight and season nine, where they did do some good work, but not enough. And all of those funny, cute, light episodes just just overtook it. And they, they were like fucking moles in a gorgeous meadow. It, it was horrific. And then we got season 10 and 11, and I was so excited. And not only, because that never happens, that that was the first sort of TV show to bring something back after a massive um, hiatus off the air. And to to not only fucking undo all of that work that you did across uh, nine seasons and two films around this central conspiracy, completely undid it. You pandered to the way that people watch TV now, which is quick stories, which is never what The X-Files was. It was slow. And then you had six episodes and two of those episodes were serious. The rest were... Actually, no, I take that back. Three. Three of those episodes were serious stories. The other three were funny. You had six hours to get that right and you fucked it up. And somehow managed to... Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent because the X-Files is very important to me. 
and Chris Carter, you ruined it yourself. It's more, yeah, it's more hit than miss, though. So I mean, not the last two seasons, John. I'm gonna try and end on a on a high. Well, not end, but end on a high, because, and the the one thing it has got one saving grace is that it's not wrong turn. So it's not wrong turn. And while I was looking at this, I didn't look at one single barbecue. (laughs) I mean, that's good. That's really good. So what do, what do you think? How would you rate this then, John? Oh, uh, this episode or mm-hmm. the X Files? Well, the episode. Uh, it's it's easily the best one they've done because it goes it cross it crosses what was acceptable at the time, and anything that does that is a trailblazer to mm-hmm. me. Except a Serbian film, which is shit. Um, <laughs> but um, it crossed the line in context, and more things should do that. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you give a kid a chance. And you don't let your fucking nephew make wrong turn. That's what happens. You get stuff like that. (laughs) On his mobile. No, I agree. I don't think this is the best episode of The X-Files. I think it's the scariest episode of The X-Files. Well, one of two. Um, We could have looked at Tombs or Squeeze, I suppose. Oh, Tombs. Oh. scary that one, is it? But this has got a lot more to say. I think there's a lot more to this. Um, I think it was hands down by a million miles the most controversial one. Definitely. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Well, great. So let's move on to our last thing. John, are you prepared for this? I'm a little bit, yeah. Okay. So do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Mine is, and I don't know if, if, because I'm coming at it from a filmmaking perspective, Mm. mine is a kind of sequence from a much larger film but I think it still works Mm -hmm. and if you can get it right you can use it as to promote your bigger idea Mm -hmm. so it's actually in keeping with wrong turd but only this is good (laughs) Um, and it's it's the bunch of teenagers camping in the woods thing which I've been milling over for quite a while I think I told you about this in first year of uni when I didn't have anything to talk to you about because I was so nervous about talking to new people but anyway um, this is is like harking back to the 70s and 80s slasher films and I go back to this statement I had Mark Commode once say um, if you're a prospective filmmaker if you're an amateur filmmaker and you want to get out there go and make a teen slasher film Mm -hmm. and make it different to anything any, anyone's ever seen so I've got this idea for a feature concept uh, about these bunch of, bunch of kids go camping in the woods um, they all having a nice time until they are shall we say tr- terrorised hunted down by a bunch of loonies who've crashed from a bus and they've spilled out all over the woods and now they're going mad mm-hmm. basically um I can already hear complaints coming from like you can't show my mental health like that, but it's a horror film. Deal with it. Um, however, to 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 spin it out a bit, the the the, the company that organised the the kind of transport has hired a team of hitmen, a team of of of, of gun toting bastards to come and hunt them all down and hush it up really quickly. So they. As they're hunting down these loons, they kind of want no witnesses. So you've got three different parties going on. Um, one of them is hiding from a bunch of loonies who have crashed in a bus and a bunch of loonies with guns. Uh, one of them's hunting all the other ones and one of them is mental. So I'm going to try and write a sequence involving all that. 
<laughs> somehow. Christ alive. I mean, that is really complicated, I think. I, but if you're going to do it, you have to do it. You ha- it has to be a challenge. Mm. I, and you I, have to give people something that they haven't seen before. And I want to do I want to do that. I want to do the slasher film, but I want to do it in a way that no one's seen before. And I have a good support team next to me, so I'll get there, because I always do, because of that support team. I think... I don't think what you said is a, a terrible idea. I think... I think with the elements that you've got there, that is, like you say, it's definitely a broader piece than maybe a 30-minute film. I think if we were going to make it a short film, I, I, my initial feeling is, but then I've not seen anything in writing, I've not seen anything on paper, is that one of those elements should be removed. That's my initial gut reaction. But as I say, I've not seen it written. Can't really comment. I think on, what, what, what I can do with it is, have you ever seen something called Batman Dead End? It's going somewhere. Um, no. It's um. Bat, uh, like a, like a Batman, he's hunting the Joker, and then suddenly, and it's not going to be anything like this, but it's it was really good back in the day. He's running. Th- it's really really well made. It's just a fan piece, and he's running through Gotham City, and then suddenly he encounters uh, the Predator, and it's like, whoa, this is actually quite good. This, and then they kind of both jump down from an air. Uh, from like in an alleyway and they both land and they're facing each other and then all of a sudden the alien comes down Christ stands right in front of them and looks at them like that and then it goes off so you, to do so I mean I think that may have been a, a, a kind of teaser to try and sell a, a film like that I don't think it got anywhere but that you, you don't need to involve all of the elements you just need to show all of the elements and that's where unprecedented talents and good looks like me come from I mean that film that you've just described to me sounds absolutely fucking awful if I'm going to be honest with you it was only about 10 minutes but it and it was really good at the time but I I would have rather have seen that than the Alien vs Predator films that we actually got but that's (laughs) that's that's what I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm going to take a bigger idea and show the meat of it so to speak I'm going to flash you its balls that's what I'm going to do that's that's delightful Um. okay Interesting. So, my, um, it's probably less well-realised than yours because I've not really given it that much thought. It's because um, you've sold out to pros and to do your masters. Ah, shut up. I can still think of good stories. So, my idea was a slasher film set during World War II. <laughs> um, and it was actually based on um, a story that I'd read in a horrible histories book when I was a kid where there was the, the, the author had said that there was a person who used to go around and he would kill people when there were blackouts which happened quite frequently um, I can't find any historical evidence of that at all so it sort of made me think where have you come up with that in what is supposed to be a sort of a factual book um, for kids and I just thought that was a really creepy but really good idea because back in the day, people didn't really lock the doors. There was blackouts all the time. You couldn't really tell when when that was going to happen. People's husbands and sons were generally away fighting the war. So for me, the story was about um, a housewife or a housewife and, and, and her neighbour um, and sort of like, I, I don't really fully know the reasons why these killings are happening 
or whether there needs to be a reason. It was it was just that concept that really sort of called out to me rather than any uh, sort of story. But you, you know when you're thinking of things and you can see images in your in your in your mind and you know I, I'm sort of seeing the dark and going into somebody's house and um sort of like a switchblade or one of those old uh, straight razors that they'd use to shave people's faces. That's like, that's just the, the little snippets of things that I'm seeing as I, as I think about it. Um, so yeah, not as well realised as yours, unfortunately. Still decent. I mean, it is decent. It came from my brain. A very, very precious lady uh, showed me an, um, a short story the other mm. day mm. and it reminded me of that. She wrote about this... Um, this kind of doctor who was murdering people during the plague and oh. kind of um, saying it was either him or an entire village of people. And I really, really liked that and it reminded me of that. But I actually mm. told her about that. That's interesting. So what we're going to do is we are going to pitch another idea next week, another idea each next time. Um, but we're going to put this one out to vote. Um, so I think we said a few weeks ago that it's probably... You know, we the vote will be part of our decide deciding factor. It won't be, sorry, part of our decision. It won't be the deciding factor. Um, but yeah, so we, we'll put this out for your vote and, and see what you guys think. But um, that's all from me, John. Have you got anything that you'd like to add or? No, that's it. Thanks. My my film is going to be called Better Than Wrong Turn. Better Than Wrong Turn. It's going to be called Right Turn. <laughs> right Turn versus Blackout. Okay, so we'll put that out on. Um, our Instagram for you guys to vote and we'll also put it on the Spotify vote button. Um, so do use it and let us know which which you think is the... Uh, I don't want to say better idea, John. Which would you prefer to see? Mine. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were asking me. Other than John's, whose would you prefer to see? <laughs> okay, so we'll put that out. Thank Not you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll be back in another few weeks with a brand new episode of Nightmare Cinema. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.